Superheroes have been popular for generations. How many versions of Batman have we seen now? I've lost count. And they're big business too. There are lots of careers resting on the latest batch of superhero movies and the industries associated with them. And I've been loving seeing characters like Ms. Marvel come in and just opening up a little bit the diversity of things that we see on our screens and in our comic books, reflecting the diversity of viewers and readers. You might have seen the fantastic ABC TV series Clever Man in recent years, but the first Australian Indigenous superhero on our screens took to the skies decades ago in another ABC show called Basically Black. So what does it mean to see yourself reflected in those heroes and as a creator behind the scenes? We are broadcasting from the Darwin Festival today on Larrakia Country in the Spiegel Tent, the beautiful, amazing, shiny, sparkly Spiegel Tent. And there's an exhibition on for the festival called Black Power, which showcases the work of more than a dozen artists over 50 years, focusing on Indigenous superheroes. Two of those artists are our guests today, Jonathan Saunders and Molly Hunt. Hi. 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 Tell us first where your interest in superheroes began. Molly, can I start with you? Hello, thank you for welcoming me. Pleasure. Um, I guess it always began at a young age. I've got very creative parents. My dad is also an artist. Um, he's a bit of a comic author, artist as well. My mum is an amazing storyteller, so I've always had that creative and that, I guess, inspiration to tell stories. But I've always loved watching um, fantasy and sci-fi movies, I, um, especially, you know, like <laughs> Korean or Chinese, just like just so out of this world, so out of the box. I've always loved that, and I guess it was just nice and refreshing not to see, I guess, white people on stage, um, just people that are non-white. And I guess that made me really want to be in that. Uh, why can't I see people like me, my skin colour? I love how you've got the artistic side from your dad, the storytelling side from your It's like inevitable that you were going to be a, a yeah, comic book artist, wasn't That's it? right. I mean, if I didn't become a storyteller, then I don't know what I'd be. My parents would probably be disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they're very proud of you now. Jonathan, what about you? What, did you grow up reading about Indigenous superheroes? Uh, yeah, so I guess probably like a lot of um, Australians, I grew up reading, uh, you know, The Phantom, and it wasn't until my late teens that uh, when I started to have uh, my own uh, disposable income, I uh, got dragged into the allure of the um, colourful American superhero comics. And, um, you know, obviously in that time, uh, you know, I had a love of, uh, you know, Japanese animation and just animation in general. When I um, created uh, Zero Point, uh, you know, my university days had been Indigenous superheroes, but the thing is they were American creations. So they tended to fall into that um, stereotype of the uh, old, uh, you know, uh, Dreamtime warrior stereotype. And um, and for me, I guess with you know, with my uh, superhero Zero Point, I wanted to just have a a, a cool superhero that was Indigenous, but kind of reflected, you know, myself as an urban Indigenous man. Well, and I actually stumbled across uh, an edition of Zero Point at Darwin Visual Arts yesterday, just wandering around. I was like, oh, my God, we're talking to Jonathan tomorrow. And he's amazing. You know, he's just a regular dude who happens to have superpowers. He's also very good looking, as you can see from the cover of this magazine, Astounding Tales of Hero Fiction. Tell me a bit more about why it's important that he's just... Just a guy who happens to be Indigenous. You know, as uh, both, uh, you know, a reader and an Indigenous man, um, I think, you know, for general readers, I think it's really good for them to see that we're all not just one monolithic culture like, you know, the Klingons in Star Trek, that, um, you know, being a black fella is, you know, isn't about one thing, it's many things. For me, uh, I guess it was also kind of drawing into what I liked in American superhero comics where you compare characters like Batman, Superman, Spider-Man, 
Man, Captain America, Iron Man. Uh, you know, they have all these different professions and lives. They're all not, you know, made from the same cloth. I mean, they are, they all are in a way from Superman, but they're all very different. And I feel that's important to show with Aboriginal characters in fiction that, you know, even though we all come from different places, different countries, uh, you know, different cultures and law, we're all blackfellas all the same. Yeah. Molly, how about you? Because I was thinking about some of the really awful racial stereotypes that I encountered in reading comics when I grew up from Tintin and Asterisks, like particularly of dark skinned people. They were just awful. How do you navigate that as an artist saying, look, I want to represent people with my skin colour in an accurate, constructive way? Yeah, I think you just have to be kind of true to yourself, really. I mean, you know, historically, First Nations people have always just been depicted as, you know, there's, there's that stereotype type to it and it's always in consultation with first nations no one i first nation people have no haven't been behind the creation and designing the actual characters so you know being able to you know, we're in this really really cool movement and you know this new contemporary space right now where we're actually taking control and realizing wait a minute we don't actually have to wait for these you know big companies and organizations or non-indigenous people to come to us we can do it ourselves and just taking control of our story creating our story you know being able to share our our stories, our dream times, the lessons, um, just what it's like to be a black and the black experience, but in our own, you know, magical way, really. Has the moment we're living in now with social media, uh, the online world, access for some to the technology to create things, has that made a difference? Do you think that you can tell those stories and put them out without waiting for some an animation studio to come and call you? Definitely way, way better. I mean, you know, I guess living right now has definitely helped that process of making a comic and even connecting to other First Nation comic authors. Like the space right now is very, very small, but being able to connect is like it's such an important thing, making you realize that you're not alone in this space. And, you know, I'm from the Kimberley and, you know, growing up, I'd never seen, I've even, you know, read comics with First Nation people. If I did, you know, no one's really creating that. Um, so yeah, like the technology, being able to share social media, I'm even like digital, so now I do a lot of digital artwork. Um, that has helped so much creating it. So, yeah, today has helped so much. Yeah. I was thinking about Basically Black, the TV show on the ABC, which apparently was a really censored and watered-down version of the original stage show. And it uh, had an Indigenous superhero whose name I feel like we probably shouldn't say now because it was based on a, a really awful slur. Um, but how political is the space now? Jonathan, perhaps you have thoughts on that. Yeah, so I guess, um, yeah, because it's funny enough, one of the characters in Zero Point, I actually kind of based a little bit off um, uh, Bob Mazza from Basically Black. Um, But yeah, I think the space now when it comes to Indigenous superheroes and I guess really the kind of work that Gary Foley and Bob Mazza did back then, uh, you know, they they walked so we could run essentially. And of course, it was the pre-runner to our black comedy. Um, I think it was really important because, again, that was showing regular Australians and I don't know if it was um, shown outside of Australia but you know just showing regular you know black fellas and yeah it was very much uh, watered down from what I read in the originals. I think that representation is very uh, important Um, and then only when it comes to you know I guess showing and you know when it comes to showing indigenous side of things but I think also for wider Australians because I think you know where all of us are hungry for really great stories uh, from, you know, all points of the country. Yep, I love how the ANZUS Treaty makes a little <laughs> appearance in zero, uh, yes. zero point and the, the American superhero is called Master Man. It's like, I think there's something going on there. 
Very interesting. We're speaking with Jonathan Saunders and Molly Hunt, who are two of the artists whose work is appearing in an exhibition called Black Power, which is part of the gorgeous cornucopia of stuff that uh, we are seeing here at the Darwin Festival. Life Matters is broadcasting from the Spiegel Tent today, which is a fantastic experience. Thank you to our lovely live audience. Give yourselves a clap. Very glad that you've braved what seems to me like enormous heat because I'm from the south to come and see us today. It probably just seems like a, a lovely sunny uh, winter's day for you. Um, Jonathan, just quickly, I mean, we've all heard of Marvel and DC, but tell us a bit about the Australian artist Richard Bell, who I think was a bit of a jumping off point for you. Yeah, for Richard Bell, uh, yeah, very um, controversial, uh, cheeky uh, Indigenous artist from uh, Queensland and in a way his work that he did back in 2016 as part of the Nowhere Man exhibition, I believe, um, where he was kind of riffing off Roy Lichtenstein's, you know, famous works, which he, you know, famously took from comic panels from DC Marvel and, you know, romance comics. Uh, That was really kind of the genesis for me to kind of create Zero Point because I saw one of his works where he was riffing off um, uh, I Don't Want to Know About Your Kind. But in it, he had um, the main male character, you just did him as a, you know, uh, a black fella. Um, and as I said, I knew there were indigenous superheroes in comics, especially Marvel with um, Gateway. Uh, but the problem is, or not problem, is just that it was in, it was relying heavily on that uh, Dreamtime warrior stereotype. So that was really, for me, the first time I saw just a, a regular-looking urban indigenous man in that classic, uh, you know, John Bushima American comic book style, which always looks, you know, so wonderful with those strong colours. And it kind of, you know, kick-started something in me. It's like, oh, okay, I can actually just, you know, make comics like that. I don't have to, you know, it kind of gave me permission to, you know, make a character like Zero Point that didn't have to fall into that kind of trope and stereotype that existed in, you know, mainstream comics then. Yeah, and you mentioned colour, because I I looked at Richard Bell's work and it's a bit uh, in the kind of Roy Lichtenstein vein, Mm. isn't it? You've got these highly pixelated things with with, uh, commentary in the the speech (laughs) bubble. But I was looking at the use of colour in both your work and it's unbelievably vibrant, particularly in yours, Molly. Tell us a bit about how you bring the sense of your home, your country, into your work. With my artwork is basically just a celebration of where I come from. And, you know, it's my... Um, you know, visual representation of me re- reconnecting with my roots. You know, I've been away from home for a long time. I, you know, had to leave my community when I was 12 to get an education in Sydney. So I traveled all the way across the country um, by myself and then came back, you know, five years later, you know, feeling a disconnect. So right now I'm in the space where all my artwork is just reconnection, celebrating being home, reconnecting to country. And most of my artworks are kind of, I will basically, we are, I'm honoring black women. Black women are the backbone of my community. I, I was brought up by six women. My mom was one of eight, so it was all six women, you know, had the strong matriarch of a family and, you know, made me the woman I am. And the colours that I represent, you know, just country. If you've ever been to the Kimberley, you've seen how beautiful it is, the sunsets, you know, all the colours are pink, the purple. If you go to Wyndham, which is where I'm from, like the Wyndham Marsh is like Mars, basically. Um, so yeah, the elements and the colours that I put into my artwork is it reminds you of that nostalgic, you know, space fifties art style. Um, and I guess the colours quite come naturally because we're surrounded by all that colours, really. Um, Jonathan, you've talked before about you know growing up with the the US and I guess UK, they were big players in that space of comic books. What do you get when you have those stories coming from an Australian perspective? Superheroes that are in, 
actually Australian? Yeah, I guess. Um, yeah, I guess that really changes the. Um, well, obviously, the main one is like the look of um, the comics. Um, though uh, with my comics, they're set in Melbourne because I think that. You know, that's not to say I can't have them sit in Darwin. It's just that uh, I think superheroes work best in those kind of brawling metropolises, as and also just having those. Um, I do heard that from the audience. Oh, yeah, those, uh, yeah, those, those buildings. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, so having those sprawling metropolises, and also just you know, I think it's kind of ingrained into the imagery of you know, this hero standing on the edge of the building with the cape billowing. It's just kind of. You know, maybe maybe that can change with having it set in a more rural Australian town. But um, I think also, um, you know, with a lot of uh, a lot of Australian stories, there's always going to be a, a kind of a different um, feel that you wouldn't get with American or UK comics. Um, probably the big one is like you know the tyranny of distance, um, and I guess there's always going to be a, a oh again maybe it's just me but from what i've seen uh with looking at other you know australian stories it's very much there's a certain atomization because you know australia is so vast so you probably don't get that same interconnectedness you get with you know uk comics uh but i think you know that gives Australia comics uh, a unique feel, and plus, you know, we have that unique Indigenous, you know, history that you can weave into it as well. And, um, and yeah, I think and that, as we've heard, the diversity of Indigenous experience yeah, exactly. that is waiting to be tapped as well. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, and and also just um, yeah, and plus you have that history of uh, colonization, so that might be is going to be a bit of a different flavor compared to you know, uh, you know, as much as I love the UK invasion. Um, yeah, it's yeah, it's it's just gonna. As I said, our history is what is going to influence our current, you know, present writing. Yep, I was pretty excited to see uh, Zero Point shove a van through a tram stop. It's like I've never seen a tram stop in a superhero comic before. This is great. Molly Hunt and Jonathan Saunders, thank you so much for coming in today and telling us a little bit about your work that's part of the Black Power exhibition. No worries. Thank no worries. you. Thank you. It's easier than ever to hear your favourite local and national ABC radio stations, live and on demand on the ABC Listen app.